Over 30 years ago, Dan Kane saw a need for a software package to calculate your tax return, and he created it. He later saw a need for software to help attorneys and individuals deal with the financial aspects of divorce, and he developed software to do that. We invited Dan because just like him, we all see the terrible conditions the world is in and the desperate need for tikkun olam. We invited him because he's a board member of Repair the World and the Friends of the Aravat Institute. We invited him because he's a longtime member of Temple Emanuel and has, over the years, volunteered with other Jewish organizations, including Combined Jewish Philanthropies, JCDS, the Newton Center Minion, and Our Generation Speaks. We invited Dan Kane to speak to us because even though we all don't have the skill set to create software, we all have the skills for tikkun olam. Thank you, Barry, for that kind introduction, and thank you to the Temple Emanuel Brotherhood for inviting me to be with you today. I'll start by observing that, with the exception of the people in this room, of course, most Jews are not avidly following the drama of the Torah as it rolls out week after week. But maybe that's a good thing, and here's why. I know somebody who was merrily bopping along, living his life, being Jewish, and he decided to read the Torah spindle to spindle. And you know what happened next? Bam, he checked out. Now he won't set foot in a shul. Why? Because of episodes like the one we read today. And you must admit that the list of curses in this week's parsha which we whisper so demurely, is significantly longer and, truth be told, much more lovingly detailed than the list of blessings. And what does the God of the Torah want from us? To avert the curses? When you read the Torah spindle to spindle, you see that it is primarily obedience. Bring on those sacrifices. And yet, we do get casual asides, like the suggestion that we not keep, keep the coat of a laborer overnight, that we do not deprive the widow and the orphan, that we use honest weights and measures, that we not harm the stranger because we were strangers in Egypt. Fortunately, in the brand of Judaism practiced by most of us here at Temple Emmanuel, we have flipped the script and we give roughly 100% of our attention to the asides, the laborer, the widow, the orphan, and the stranger, and then adding selective gleanings from the Talmud, we have created a beautiful culture that loves freedom, that encourages study, that prizes challenges to its own teachings, that supports family, that prioritizes a day of rest, that accepts humans as they are, that enjoins us to protect nature, and so on. But thinking about today's parsha, one could be forgiven for wondering whether we as a world have somehow displeased God. 
because the world in which we live is coming more and more to resemble the world of the curses. By way of illustration, in an echo of the ashray which we just heard, we hereby offer an acrostic, an A to Z of modern day curses. A, antibiotic resistant bacteria. B, boycott, divestiture, and sanctions. C, COVID. D, death of coral reefs. E, extinction of species. F, Facebook radicalization. G, glacier melting. H, hotter climate. I, incels. J, Jew hate. K, Kanye. L, labor shortages. M, misogyny. N, nuclear Iran and North Korea. O, oceans of plastic. P, polarization. Q, quiet quitting. R, racism. S, social media disinformation. T, TikTok-induced anxiety and depression. U, Ukraine war. V, viruses jumping species. W, white supremacy. X, xenophobia. Y, you got a lot to worry about, including Z, zoonotic diseases. And if that doesn't bring you right down, I've got 26 more. <laughs> One thing we have no shortage of in today's world is curses. But as we did with the Torah, we can flip the script and view it differently. The list I read gives us one or two reasons to be gloomy, but the list also gives us so many opportunities for doing good. We can go full-on hero like Robert Hausman. Bob Hausman was a computer programmer in the 1980s when he realized that there was a significant amount of hunger in the Boston Jewish community. Today, Combined Jewish Philanthropies has a direct outreach to address hunger in the Jewish community, but back then, hunger in Jewish Boston was invisible. If you were a hungry Ukrainian in Boston's sister city of Dnipropetrovsk, CJP cared about you. If you were a hungry Ukrainian in Brighton, not so much. Bob saw those Ukrainians and Russians and others, and he single-handedly founded and ran Yad Chesed to raise money and carefully give it away to people in need on a short-term basis to help with food and rent. He did it all alone for years full-time. Today, Yad Chesed is an established part of the Jewish community infrastructure, and yes, it is supported by CJP. Yad Chesed is never going to pivot to become a food unicorn. Yad Chesed is never going to IPO. Bob Hausman is never going to make bank on the activities of Yad Chesed. But Bob Hausman is a bona fide hero. I think that if Bob Hausman can be Bob Hausman, so can each of us. But I also think we don't all have to be Bob Hausman. As Martin Buber famously speculated, at the pearly gates, God would not ask Zeusia why Zeusia was not more like Moses. God would ask Zeusia why Zeusia was not more like Zeusia. That is, why he did not do everything he could to improve the world. I'm thinking of another organization in the Jewish world, one that is tackling an easy problem, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Actually, that's too easy. So it's tackling another one at the same time, climate change, and specifically the impact of climate change on cross-boundary water management in the Middle East. 
The organization I'm thinking of is the Arava Institute, and it addresses these issues in two ways. First, it is a school. Each semester, bringing 20-some, 20, 20-somethings 20 from Israel, West Bank, Gaza, Jordan, America, and elsewhere together for semester-long immersions in the environmental and political issues of the region. And, surprising themselves, the students form unbreakable cross-cultural relationships that may someday pay a, play a part in rescuing the region. And second, Arava Institute brings leaders from business and government from all sides together to work on practical issues. Arava Institute is a rare party that is trusted enough by people on all sides to get good things done. Here's another easy problem in the Jewish world that the astute observer may intuit if they just look around the room this morning. There are maybe 200 people in this room and virtually all of them are gray hairs. There's another easy problem, I'm sorry, an organization called Repair the World is one of the many that is addressing the issue of engaging Jewish young people. That's also too easy. So it's a hybrid mission. It is also addressing injustice and inequality at the same time. Its modus operandi is really quite clever. It brings young people, predominantly but not all Jews, together around social service projects. At each project, they wrestle with hard ethical conundrums from a Jewish perspective to demonstrate that the Jewish lens has value and to show how service is an expression of Jewish values. It gives young people a reason to be proud of being Jewish and a reason to seek further Jewish affiliation. At the same time, they are actually repairing the world. Projects include packing backpacks with supplies for under-resourced children, packing food bags for hungry people, gleaning from fields, helping update lists of food pantries, writing to prisoners, and so on. And it is really reaching young people. I packed groceries at one of their events there were about 50 gray hairs in the room, and they were all on my head. <laughs> I highlighted these two because they are organizations that have not succumbed to despair, because they are organizations tackling really hard problems in the Jewish and Israeli world, because they are making a positive difference, and because these are two where I personally am on Zusia duty. If you want to help either Arava Institute or Repair the World, please see me afterward or get my contact information from Barry Bergman. But there are many, many other organizations doing good in this world. I propose that we each take a moment to reflect on what issues have valence for us personally. Then let's find organizations addressing these issues. Contact them, volunteer with them, Donate to them. Through Temple Emanuel alone, you can get involved with Walk for Hunger, Coalition for Literacy, Family Table, Food Bank, Cradles to Crayons, Food Pantry, Turkey Drive, Coat Drive, Christmas Dinner, Project Manager, Mana, Refugee Support, Community Supper, Chesed Committee, and more. So many, you could almost make an acrostic out of them. Today is Brotherhood Shabbat, working each in our own small way to help rescue the world is something we can do to honor the brotherhood at Temple Emmanuel, and it is something we can do 
for the brotherhood of man. Shabbat shalom.